Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Absolutely, the American public should trust what the FBI is doing. It's not that the FBI is targeting any one side or the other. What you see is the FBI going out on a day-in, day-out basis, objectively investigating allegations of law. That is Peter Strzok former FBI higher-up. Perhaps you recall him from the faking up the FISA warrant, uh, texting with his lover about how much they wanted to get Trump out of office or prevent him getting into it, etc. Now he's a cable news darling, making pronouncements about how the FBI is trustworthy. Seems like a poor messenger for that sort of thing. That is unbelievable. Jonathan Turley wrote a good place. Uh, I'm sorry, good piece. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Uh, he wrote a good piece for his uh, his website, his blog, if you will. Um, and, and Turley's just so good and so smart. And I honestly believe, Jack, jump in. Call me a crackpot, a dope, a, a, a child, anything you want. Be as vicious as you want. I think Turley is fair-minded. I do, too. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he cares about the Constitution and the rule of law. Yeah. So he writes, Peter Strzok is back in the news this week, and some of this will refresh your memory, friends. Career colleagues at the Justice Department previously referred Strzok for possible criminal charges, and he was fired for his bias and unprofessional conduct. That gets left out a lot. He got fired for that. It's not just like right-wing talk show hosts who think he shouldn't have been doing that. He got fired for that. 
and referred to the DOJ for possible criminal charges. However, Strzok was immediately embraced by many in the media and establishment for his anti-Trump sentiments. After he was fired, the former special agent was given a lucrative book deal, lionized on the left, featured prominently as an expert by CNN, and given a teaching job at Georgetown. I didn't know he had a teaching job. Ilya Shapiro gets run out of there and threatened with the woke police. Peter Strzok gets a gig. You know what it reminds me of, if I may uh, take a tangent here, is... Please. John Dean from the Watergate thing, who I saw oh. over the weekend on one of they still turn to him as as the lion of all that is good and right. And there's a decent chance he was the he was the main architect of the thing. If not, he was certainly complicit by being involved for so many years in Republicans doing all kinds of nasty things that subverted the Constitution to try to make sure Democrats couldn't win. He was involved in that forever. But because at some point he turned on Nixon, he's held up as the bastion of all that is good and right when it comes to any scandal. Yeah, he was the point guard of the evil doing, and then he was the first guy to turn when the heat turned up. So, anyway. Kind of like Liz Cheney, who is now embraced by the left so much. She doesn't believe any of the things you believe. She believes uh, 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 no baby should be aborted, that you're murdering baby. I mean, she believes all the opposite of the things you believe. But she came out anti-Trump, so hey, she's on our side. Turley writes, it was an extraordinary recovery from a scandal where he showed flagrant bias, bias, engaged in an affair with another married colleague at the FBI, fought to continue to investigate Russian collusion despite claims early warnings over the questionable basis, uh, uh, allegations placed, I'm sorry, pushed by the Clinton campaign. Uh, he mentions that uh, Strzok's colleague and former paramour, Lisa Page, was given a contract as a legal analyst with NBC and MSNBC. Uh, now, Strzok appears liberated in showing precisely the bias and unhinged hostility alleged by his critics. He's been in the news lashing out at Trump and trolling his objections to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. And he joined in with the Nora O'Donnell uh, thing piling on about how the FBI is not in possession of President Trump's passports. It's a lot more lies from Trump, says uh, says. Uh, Strzok and Adam Kinzinger, by the way, lies, lies, and more lies, he tweeted, based, and then a couple hours later, the FBI says, uh, yeah, we do have them, and we're, uh, and we're, uh, we're, we're, he- we're giving them back. So, Sorry about that. Anyway, yeah, so that's just unbelievable. In the National Review, Andy McCarthy, who we just talked to last week, has a piece entitled, What Mike Pence Gets Wrong About the FBI, that I thought was interesting. Uh, and, and, and to get to core principles before we get into the particulars, uh, we've long believed around here, and I've pitched the idea that respect and worship are very different things. Conservatives should respect the police. Don't worship the police to the point that uh, dirty cops, corrupt cops, brutal cops can get away with violating people's rights. How in the world could a conservative be in favor of a government official taking away somebody's civil rights. Respect, but don't worship. The armed forces. If you respect our armed forces, and we certainly do, you give them what they're due, you make sure they're funded properly, you make sure uh, honor is paid to our service people, et cetera, et cetera. But if you worship them, you're going to miss corruption. You're going to miss bloated spending. You're going to miss weapon systems nobody wants because some damn congressman insists that they keep being made because they're in their district. Some Respect. damn congressman. Respect, but not worship. Likewise, the FBI. It's a great institutional law enforcement, but throughout its history, it's had problems. God, I'd so, say. 
Yeah, so respect it, fine, but it's a it's a giant government agency with enormous power. So, of course, it's got to be watched and monitored. So, Andy McCarthy writes, he's talking about uh, Mike Pence gave a speech about respecting the FBI, brave men and women who stand on the thin, thin blue line, all the good things that the FBI does, which is absolutely defensible, but... um. Andy McCarthy asks, so does Mike Pence think Mike Horowitz should stop criticizing the FBI? That's the uh, Justice Department's inspector general. Does the vice former vice president believe the lives of those he this week called the uh, brave men and women, etc., at the Bureau have been put at risk by the hundreds of pages of reports? And then he gives, I believe it's nine different examples in which Horowitz, the Justice Department's own inspector general, has scalded the Bureau for serial abuses of its national security surveillance powers, shocking political bias, lying under oath to investigators, leaking investigative information, usurping the authority of federal prosecutors, petty corruption, and so on. Or perhaps Pence thinks that it is the federal judges of the Foreign Intelligence Service Court who have imperiled the lives of FBI agents. Because in late 2016, the judges lambasted the Bureau for its institutional, quote, lack of candor. They weren't referring to the FBI's misconduct in connection with that year's election. That rebuke would come later. Instead, they were exasperated by the Bureau's years of systematically flouting restrictions on its surveillance authority and misrepresenting the scope of that illegality to the court, with the result that millions of innocent Americans were swept up in its national security monitoring. Yeah, that's why I believe the FBI spies on whoever they want, whenever they want. They come up with a reason. They feel like they can be uh, above the law because we'll do the right thing. You can trust us. Right. Right. Uh, and then I'm going to skip over some about the specifics of the malfeasance and the FISA applications. But Andy McCarthy writes, mind you, these examples of condemnation, not by alarmed Republicans, but by United States judges, all arose in connection with the Bureau's foreign counterintelligence mission. That is the domestic national security mission in which the FBI is trusted to wield awesome powers under the cloak of secrecy, not just outside public view, but also beyond effective judicial and congressional oversight. It is the mission in which the only due process an American citizen gets hinges on the FBI's adhering to the rules and playing it straight with the courts. It is the mission that asks the American people to believe that the bureau, when it look to believe the bureau, when it looks them in the eye and says, "You can trust us." The counterintelligence mission is incredibly important. It's a big mission, and we need them doing it. But I thought that was really well put. If we put the FBI to the test and say, "Hey, this has got to be on the up and up," take your info to a judge. He will, in, in, in the quiet of secrecy, uh, say, go ahead and do that because it's so important. But you've got to play straight. We're entrusting you with awesome powers. You've got to play straight. When they don't, that's got to be dealt with strongly and harshly and without hesitation. You don't hate the FBI if you say that. In fact, I would argue if you love and value what they do, you would say that got to be on the up and up or if you don't want like i've known a few people that were in the fbi that were good people if you don't want them to be tarred with the bad reputation of the rest of the fbi you would want that it's talked about this many times over the years but the fact that the fbi building on the outside of it says the j edgar hoover building yeah it's just stunning 
Yeah, Andrew McCarthy actually points out how ironic it is in an age where uh, George Washington's been canceled. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they talk about taking Lincoln's name off of uh, a school, but J. Edgar Hoover's name gets to be on a building? And how liberals don't want that changed is amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. So the whole defund the FBI, some are saying on the right, is idiotic. Just the, just like defund the police was idiotic. But be very careful and continue monitoring when you give the government awesome powers. That's the lesson here. Neither worship nor contempt. Something in between. Thank you. I am done. So we got a guy who sewed his keys into his hand so he won't ever lose his keys again. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Well, oh, <laughs> by the by, um, I'm going to make sure that uh, Hanson has uh, both the Turley piece and the uh, Andy McCarthy piece for you at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. They're both quite long. Just wanted to touch on them a little bit. But if you want them in full again, uh, they'll be available in a few minutes. Armstrongandgetty.com. Remember when people were sunning their... Uh, 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 mm. what, is the, what is the technical term for that? There, there are no terms I really want to use, technical or otherwise. The worst of your nether mm. regions. People were sunning the worst of their nether regions. Now people the, are the, the 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 tween region. Now people are icing uh, roughly the same re- region. So maybe you want to get on board with that latest. Maybe it got too hot in the sun. <laughs> Hell, fad. I mean, obviously. Also, the the extent to which the Taliban has taken over uh, in Afghanistan. It's some stats that are. Sickening and astounding. Um, and I really feel like we've given short shrift to the J-Lo Ben Affleck wedding. That just um. <laughs> How much shrift should we give it exactly? <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious to hear your assessment. <laughs> I kid. All that stuff, most of it, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Is it really just about salaries? It's definitely not just about salaries, but let's think back the last couple of years. You know, our educators have bent over backwards. Uh, We went from totally in-person learning to remote learning overnight. Um, Yet the pandemic really pushed many of these educators out of the profession because in many cases, um, you know, educators were not uh, being respected when schools had to close. Uh, It created some tensions in our schools. We need to make sure we're supporting our educators, giving them the working conditions where they feel uh, connected to the community and feel supported in the work that they're doing. So we got a drastic teacher shortage going on all across America. It's been going on for a long time before the pandemic, so making that that a focus of it is just wrong. And we talked about this years ago, got lots of emails, and that back when we took calls and everything like that from teachers. I personally know teachers who have left the profession or want to leave the profession. None of them are talking about salary. I just I was very disappointed to see the guy who runs education for our country on all the talk shows yesterday making it all about salary and a little bit about how people treated them poorly during the pandemic. I think I don't think we're going to fix this problem anytime soon because they're misdiagnosing the problem a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's something. I mean, if you're going to pay teachers a million dollars a year, well, the things that drive them out of the profession, 
okay, they might overlook them or they might stomach them, just swallow them and deal with them. But no, to, to cite salary as the primary factor is not accurate at all. Gazillions of layers of middle management that have made it very hard to do the job. Endless hours of paperwork beyond just like grading papers and stuff to comply with all your different trying to keep a look at this and that to create equity and all this different crap. That's well, what's... being told you're not allowed to control your classroom and you have to teach woke insanity to your kids. That's driven a lot of people out. Yeah, I'm not optimistic about the whole public school teacher situation. That's going to be rough. Anyway, a couple other things I wanted to touch on that I came across. Uh, guest essay in the New York Times, I think. The abysmal COVID vaccination rate for toddlers speaks volumes. But this, <laughs> I, I liked it just because it pointed out something. And I had been saying all along, but nobody listened. When the media would get so exciting, the FDA is about to approve vaccinations for little kids. Oh, good news. This Friday, they're going to approve the vaccinations for good news. Today, vaccinations have been approved. Okay, fine. Nobody's going to get them. Here's the number. It's even less than I expected it to be. As of August, which we're in, 5% of eligible children under five have received their first dose. 5%. So practically nobody was waiting for this. (laughs) <laughs> Margaret Brennan every week on Meet the Press. When will my young child be able to get vaccinated? She would ask all the experts. Well, more and, and more than that, she'd always say, parents like me across the country are wondering when can we finally. No, they aren't, I would say at my not television. Really. They're no. not. Turns out 95% of parents were not wondering when they could get their child vaccinated because they can now and they haven't. And the numbers are going down, according to this article. So there was a burst right at the beginning of a few and that <laughs> trickled off very quickly. <laughs> so a surge of 2% and then it tapered off. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah. Well, you've been saying it for a long time and people didn't listen. Maybe it's because you say too many things. A little too much talky talk. Yeah. And I say too many things, and and the and the manner in which I say them is off-putting. Uh, Washington Post has this. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but if it is, it's interesting. Typical daily contributions to Trump's PAC before the Mar-a-Lago raid: two to three hundred thousand dollars a day. A day since the Mar-a-Lago raid, over a million. Oh, so. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was uh, having a chat on the golf course the other day with some fine fellows from various uh, lines of work, walks of life, that sort of thing, different backgrounds. And we were talking about modern politics. And the one guy was a dedicated Democrat. The other guy was an absolutely staunch Republican. Y'all know what I am. And uh, we uh, we agreed 100% on the state of politics and online online fun, fundraising and never-ending anger and that stuff. We were all in complete agreement over it. I just wonder how widespread that is. Yeah, well, one of the poll numbers that I mentioned earlier from the NBC poll is how both parties are upside down right now by quite a bit, almost exactly tied at about 16% upside down, meaning there are more people disapprove than approve of the parties. And uh, it's probably got something to do why there's such a giant chunk of independence. If you look at any poll now that doesn't include independence, you're being misled because it's like a third of the country. But almost none of those independents are actually independents. They're former Republicans or Democrats who don't want to be associated with their party anymore. It's almost yeah. everybody that's yeah. an independent. You'd think supply and demand would take care of that eventually, but the lure of anger and online fundraising... Uh, and anger in terms of engagement with social media, because that's the most engaging thing, pissing you off. 
I'm not sure if we can overcome that, given our current uh, structure. Oh, and both parties have worked really hard over the years to make it almost impossible that a third party could rear their ugly head and challenge them. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am black. I'm not oppressed. I am free. That's good for you. That's an individual person. What about a systemic issue? Where? I am black. I've always wanted to be. I have a like. I do what I want. You have the skills. This is a country where you have the skills. You want to do what you want. You do it. Stop. Stop forcing on people to accept that they're oppressed. They are not. I am not oppressed. I am black. Stop making people accept that they're oppressed. You're forcing a rhetoric into your mind, which is not true. That's my point. That's a video that's gotten a great deal of attention and widely distributed. A black woman loudly informing the white activist girl that she's not oppressed. Stop saying that. Stop trying to convince people they're oppressed. 
And the gal who I'm guessing is an immigrant, uh, judging by her excellent yet accented English, is saying, are you kidding? This is the land where you can get ahead. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Good for her. Yeah, it's interesting. It reminds me of um, a, a, a video you can find on YouTube, Miles Davis, the trumpet player on 60 Minutes. This was years ago before you wouldn't have been allowed to say this sort of thing. But they, they, the whoever was interviewing Miles Davis about playing the blues and the sad music is because the legacy of slavery that allows you the suffering that allows you to bring forth so i never suffered in my life my parents were rich i'm rich i've never suffered (laughs) (laughs) it's got nothing to do with anything (laughs) that's great i got a couple of tangents before we get off to the main thread i think it's both charming and a little off-putting that bruce springsteen is finally saying to people I've never worked a factory job in my life or worked to, on the highway or whatever. I've never worked at anything. I've always been a musician. Yeah, that's At least the, he's finally saying that. If you haven't seen his Broadway show, he says that at the beginning, and it's pretty shocking to me. I mean, I, God, I've read enough about it. I'd say, I've, he said, I've never, he said, until now, I've never had a job I had to show up to in my life. <laughs> the Broadway yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway, he said, again, I've never I can't had a just... boss in my entire life. Right. The boss has never had a boss. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, oh, and the other tangent thing was, uh, speaking of hot videos, there are different levels of people sending us something. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Whether you have an opinion or or you want to turn us on to something, or we talk about something. Opinions are like that thing that people are sunning for extra vitamins. (laughs) Everyone's got one. You probably got to get to that eventually. Um, but uh, also people do, you folks do a wonderful job of saying, hey, did you guys see this? You ought to talk about this. It's something else. You send the link to the article or whatever. Um, but there are different levels of how much we get something from a one-off, somebody who's very perceptive and finds something and sends it to these things that like 25 people send us the same thing. And that super crazy high number is this uh, parody of the Beach Boys uh, California Girls song. That's, uh, I wish we all could leave California now to the, uh, I wish they all could be California girls. That's already up at armstrongandgetty.com. So if you want to watch the video, yeah, it's pretty amusing. It's kind of cheesy, but the, it's pretty well done. Uh, that's at armstrongandgetty.com. People are reacting to it like crazy. Like crazy. But, but to get back to, I'm sorry, that was, that was ableist language. That was hurtful toward mentally ill people. Like crazy. What does that say to the crazy? Anyway, uh, back to the uh, the a black woman who is yelling at the white activist who is trying to convince her, the black gal, that she's oppressed. How do you like this for a headline? White people are banned from an off-campus UC Berkeley student housing area. A private housing co-op just off, co-op just off the University of Berkeley campus has banned white visitors in common areas or without consent from other tenants. The Person of Color Theme House, uh, quote, aims to provide housing to low-income, first-generation, immigrant, and marginalized students of color. According to the website, it's a private venture not affiliated with the university. In a leaked photo of house rules for the co-op, tenants are instructed not to bring any white people to the home without permission. <laughs> wait, wait a second. It's one thing that you don't have white people as tenants, but you're not allowed to bring any white people there? Now, that's well, a new step. And if you do bring a white person to the home, you have to spirit them quickly into your room and make sure there are no white people at any time in any of the common areas. Oh, is it a safe space thing? Is that what it's all about? Yeah, They're exactly. trying to create a safe space for people who 
uh, by if you see a white person and you immediately feel unsafe, you have been brainwashed to a damaging mentally ill state. Exactly. That nice black lady would like to have a word with you about what's wrong with your brain. Many POC members moved here to be able to avoid white violence and and presence. So just they moved to avoid the presence of white people. So respect their decision of avoidance if you bring white guests. Always announce guests in the guest chat if they will be in common spaces with you and if they are white. White people are entirely banned from entering shared spaces within the home to allow people of color to avoid, quote, white presence. This is like that comedy thing we play where you have a racist and a woke person agreeing on everything. Yeah. A racist would say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No white people there at all. I think that's a great idea. Wait, you're saying people of one race should be able to gather together and no people from other races bother them? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. High five! <laughs> Woke and racist agree on everything. Or as another commentator put it, boy, this anti-racism seems like racism. Oh, one, one more note on that uh, thread, just because I thought it was pretty funny. My daughter sent me this. It's from the, um, the cartoon Gumball which is uh, popular among probably young adults, I would say teens, that sort of thing, uh, up into adults. It's it's cartoon, but it's, uh, you know, not a child's cartoons. I was heartened by this that, because it proves that this sort of thing is not just, you know, like older folks, conservatives and classical liberals like Bill Maher. This is a show for young adults and loved by young adults. Give me clip 61, Michael. Have you tried whole grain bread? It's far better for you. Not everyone can afford organic stores, Carmen. Maybe you should check your privilege. Ah! I just meant that eating too much processed food is a big factor in weight gain, and I what? Big people shouldn't be proud of who they are. No, of course not. I mean, ask your doctor, and he will tell you. He? Why would you assume the doctor is he? Is it because you assume a woman can't be a doctor? Study the martial ways of the social justice warrior. Fight me in an argument if you dare. Perish under the sword of my self-righteousness. Paris, perish under the sword of my self-righteousness. <laughs> I have studied the martial ways of the social justice warrior. <laughs> wow. Oh, look up on the TV. Pictures from the J-Lo Ben Affleck wedding. They all wore white. I can't decide which has moved me more, that wedding or the retirement of Dr. Fauci. <laughs> They're both memories that, that will stay with me forever. Um, so we gave a whole bunch more stuff to Ukraine. Did you hear about that? Uh, a bunch more stuff, including things we hadn't given them before. $775 million aid package for Ukraine on Friday. That will include several types of equipment we haven't provided before, like surveillance drones, mine-clearing vehicles, and howitzer artillery. The package also includes 1,500 anti-tank missiles, 1,000 shoulder-mounted javelin missiles, and radar-targeting missiles. These capabilities are carefully calibrated to make the most difference on the battlefield and strengthen Ukraine's position at the negotiating table, the Secretary of State said. I hope we get on the we, being us with Ukraine, get on the winning side of this soon. Yeah, I just read an analysis over the weekend that by far the two most likely scenarios at this point are stalemate or Ukraine starting to do a little better. Um, But that's little better than a stalemate because, you know, if you're hoping for it to get to the negotiating table, how the hell do they come together in a negotiation? Putin has vowed they're not going to give up an inch of what they've grabbed. 
And and Zelensky has vowed they must give up everything they've grabbed and some. Well, you can vow a lot of things, Putin, uh, but uh might not work out the way you want. I don't understand. Why, why does it have to be a stalemate? Why can't NATO and the United States arming the Ukrainians be enough to defeat, to actually defeat the Russians? They don't have enough men. They don't have enough people. They're, they're too small an armed force. Yeah. Well, that's when you got to get uh, NATO soldiers fighting. Of course, that'd be Americans. We probably don't want to do that. Here come 530 angry emails. Great. And I get to go through them. Thanks. Jack's the warmonger. Jack and Lindsey Graham sitting in a... What's that? uh, Sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Which Lindsey Graham might be fine with. I don't know. Easy now. Careful. Careful. Um, Yeah. Yeah. As I've said for a long time, this one is not going to... cut. There's no happy ending here. There's no cheerful outcome. There's no, not only is there not an easy outcome, all there are are extraordinarily difficult, stretched out outcomes. Right. But, you know, we were talking about that, a Russian soldier's journal from earlier that uh, we have a linked, I believe, at armstrongandgetty.com. And you read that. If there are many Russian soldiers with that attitude, I don't see how the Russian, uh, how Russia can keep on keeping on. Their army's going to give out on them. Sent in. Under-equipped, under-motivated, no idea what their mission was by corrupt and discouraged uh, uh, officers. Right. You'd think that would collapse at some point. I sure hope so. Ill-fed. Anyway, we will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm blind and I get sent a lot of lower regional area pictures from guys. Maybe they don't believe I'm blind, but I rely on a screen reader to narrate my phone to me and it also narrates images. And I have just received an image and I have to share this with you. This is what my screen reader has described to me. One face, probably a mushroom growing in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So she has a screen reader because she's blind and when she's checking pictures, she gets a lot of junk pic. Junk pick, another junk pick. Great. A mushroom growing in the ground. (laughs) Who are you people? Thanks, screen reader. Uh, Ben Affleck, right after the wedding, jumped in a private plane with Matt Damon and they flew off. Wow. It's whatever celebrity marriages mean. Right after the wedding, you get a plane with your best friend and head off somewhere. All right. Well, the Benefer had had their uh, their actual wedding in like a honeymoon already, right? Right, and they're it's in time f- for some bro time. And they're in their fifties, so it's like, what you know? Whatever. Why are you judging, man? I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. I'll see you later. <laughs> sure, you've got some sort of hot, hot. How do you still like look like that video to make? So I'll get out of your hair. <laughs> All right, talking about J Lo. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, some Tesla owner who was tired of losing his keys had it implanted in his hand. Oh. So. It's just a, like a chip, I'm guessing, and not literally a, a car key. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a couple different ways. One of them is like a credit card. But anyway, yeah. Um, You can use your phone with the app. That's what I usually do. But then I was at a doctor's appointment with my son, and the doctor's appointment went a long time, and I spent so much time on my phone, I killed the battery. And I didn't realize until after I'd killed the battery on my phone that that was the key to my car. Oh. So he and I had to hoof it to a convenience store and buy a charger. Then I had to found an outlet out back of the KFC to plug in my phone to charge it up long enough to unlock my car. Wow. Did anybody offer you a buck or a hot meal or anything? I told my son, I'm not sure this is an advance. I'm not sure this is... You know, better than when I just carried keys in my pocket. Yeah. I'm not going to get it implanted in my hand, though. Um, oh, well, let's play the clip of the day. This is my favorite clip of the day. How long are Texas taxpayers going to be paying uh, to bus migrants to New York and Washington, D.C.? That's John Carl on ABC <laughs> News, which I'm happy ABC News is covering the border at the crisis, but a an hilarious framing of the story, and that the the real scandal here is that they're making Texas taxpayers fund the bus trips for the migrants. That's really got nothing to do with it. That's not the crux of the issue, but nice effort. Yeah, yeah. The Texas taxpayers reply, 
how long are we going to be buying a $200 ticket to avoid feeding, clothing, medicating, giving away free cell phones, etc. to these people? Um, infinitely? Is that the right word? Yes, infinitely. <laughs> right. And finally, why are people icing their testicles? You might remember. Why not? You might remember when sunning your genitals was a big thing. A lot of people were uh, standing on their head in a non-matter naked, pointing their butylate toward the sun to get... (laughs) Who could forget? Good times. To get vitamin D on that area, which apparently was of some benefit to you. I don't know. I didn't try it for a number of reasons. One, I don't want to get caught in that position. Uh, Two, I'm not sure I can make that position. Hey, if I'm in my backyard, you don't want to see that? Don't look. Exactly. I'm or if sure I'm I in my driveway. If I'm out in front of my driveway. <laughs> doing a three-point uh, headstand. On my roof. Right. Yeah, that's kind of like the old joke with the uh, the old lady who calls the cops. My neighbor's walking around naked, and he says, I don't see him. And she says, well, you got to stand up on this table. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, I'm sure I could get my lawn chairs into some sort of arrangement where I could you know, achieve that position. <laughs> Might take some adjusting, the chaise lounges. I'm, but but I'm not convinced the vitamin, vitamin D on that area of my body is going to make any difference to my Oh, you got to try it. Change your life. <laughs> Put a spring in your step. But uh, people are starting to ice their <laughs> testicles now, believing that doing so helps uh, increase testosterone levels and sperm quality, boosts energy and sex drive, and improves sleep quality. Well, the first one, okay, you're trying to have kids, and it's not going the way you thought. I did not have that problem. I was able to get my wife pregnant uh, first try both times. But um, wow, yeah, there ought to be a shrine. I was no, I wasn't happy about that. I was incredibly disappointed in that. I was mm. looking forward to the you know the six month slog. All right, I guess we got to do it again. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I'm I'm here for the team. But no, I didn't have that problem. But yeah, if you're trying to boost your testosterone le- levels, I get that maybe with the ice, but boosts energy, sex drive, and helps your sleep by having well, ice on my uh, my boys. As I've made clear, I don't have low tea. I have no tea. So I'll be squatting over a nice bucket as soon as we're done here. Can't wait. Right in the break room. <laughs> hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Oh, boy. Let's uh, get your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show for the day? Michelangelo is our technical director. Michael, lead us off. Yeah, all this talk about sunbathing reminds me of a story, true story, I knew an older UPS driver, and uh, he walked upon this. He went to deliver a package. His woman was out sun tanning in the nude. She was gorgeous. He put in his retirement papers the next day. Told me it would never get any better than this. That was it. That's <laughs> how he ended his career. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes uh, producer. Alex, final thought for us? Speaking of the sun, it was hot this weekend. I was playing a round of golf. I came inches from my first hole-in-one. Hit a beautiful shot, nice and oh. high. Inches from the hole, the downside, it was the hole next over. It was mm. the seventh green, and I was on 13. <laughs> so, uh, so close. Yeah, Jack, a final thought for us? First day of school for my oldest. Got a picture, as I always do. I thought about compiling all the pictures, kindergarten through today, but I thought... I don't think I can emotionally handle assembling all those pictures together. Maybe Maybe when I'm older. Boy, speaking of things you can't handle, I've been thinking of maybe checking out the House of Dragon, the uh, new prequel to Game of Thrones. Just reading in the New York Post, there's a scene in it so violent and shocking 
One fan said, I wanted to cry and vomit at the same time. What? What? And and I, I read the description of it. I don't even want to describe it to you. Really? Uh, oh, and that's God. by Game of Thrones standards, which was pretty well known for fairly shocking. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can watch it. it. It might put me off checking out the series. Have you had their sweet and sour pork? House of Dragon. Yeah, it's pretty. It's good, good but it takes forever to get carry out. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Gosh, have we assembled some great clicks for you under hot links. Also, all of our podcasts like Armstrong and Getty On Demand, Armstrong and Getty One More Thing, they're available wherever you get podcasts, but at armstrongandgetty.com. Get yourself some swag, too. Oh, my gosh, the Welcome to the Spicy Times t-shirts. No home should be without several. I wore it yesterday. Got several comments on it. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. They're loco. They're locking up my toothpaste. It's 100 on the crazy meter. No, 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 no. No. Well, when you say it like that, it's hard to live up to. What do we want to be? Losers or winners? I want winners. You're a loser. That's right. Ah. End of quote. Repeat the line. Ah. (laughs) I have to laugh at that. (laughs) No. And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.